1: Hello, listeners.
2: Hello. <laughs> is anybody out there?
3: <laughs> can you hear me?
2: If <laughs> you guys can tell, this is what someone acts like when they finally get a professional um, <laughs> mic and recording studio. Yeah,
3: we're we're very excited. It's like a new toy for us. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making things sexual. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay.
2: This is episode seven. I can't believe we're already here. Yeah, uh, Season one, episode seven. This is wow. insane. Thank you to everyone. Who <laughs> everyone who's possible. listening, please, please, please subscribe to us. And don't forget to leave us a review and a rating. Hopefully something nice. Hopefully you
3: yeah. enjoyed what we've been saying so um, far. We've honestly had a lot of listeners like reach out and kind of thank us for starting this platform so as a way to like really say thank you to us like the best thing you can do is like yeah go subscribe exactly rate. Exactly. that's the most you can do for us as our loyal listeners um but wait and let me finish my thank you speech thank you to my mommy and baba for fucking me up <laughs> and making it possible <laughs> giving me the content <laughs> to start this podcast same
2: <laughs> 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 oh amintuar. my god you know like uh, <laughs> i wanted to do me too for iranians like hashtag man oh my god you're
3: you're <sighs> revolutionary
2: yeah and We're about to be joined by a caller, yet another woman from Los Angeles, California. (laughs) But all of our listeners are mainly in New York. What's up with that?
3: I feel like New Yorkers are just so much more secretive. Come on, New Yorkers, like step up your game.
0: شک
2: دیگه به پسری رو دیروز هر فایده داشت گوش کن میان از این ورق گزاری دلو هر جا بخوی
0: میبری یروی خوش بشون نمیدی منو میکشی با این دل
2: Welcome to Persian Girl Podcast. Uh, do you want yeah. to introduce yourself to everyone and where you're calling from? Um, I'm Rebecca. I'm calling from LA.
4: Um, yeah, I just heard really great things about this podcast from my cousins oh, in yeah. New York, and they're like, they're like, have you heard of this? It's amazing. Like the things they say. Like my cousins are just like these amazing, smart, funny, wonderful girls, and I was like, wow, if these girls are listening. And like, there's real awesome Persian girls out there listening who, like, need this in their lives.
2: Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear. Wow. (laughs) Finally. I feel like no one tells us how they found out about it. Yeah. Like, Fight Club.
4: Yeah. Like, there's... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, like, Fight Club. It's very Persian. We don't talk about Fight Club. We just do it, enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) Persian community, there's something about anonymity that makes us, like, able to do so much and makes us, like, feel like we're more powerful when we don't have to explain anything or when we're not held accountable.
3: Like, That's true. Not in, like, a bad
4: way. I, like, I come from, like, a super, like, academic family. My family's, like, came here in, like, 75 or whatever. They're super whitewashed. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, still super Persian. And I didn't realize till like, I started dating guys, like, how white we were and how backwards than other people are but like persians have there's like a lot of great persians out there i was lucky enough to find find a group of girlfriends who are so high-end academic smart down-to-earth funny clever and i just like every girl needs that support system in their lives
2: definitely um i this is something i've been struggling with i do think that i have like a few very few but close friends that i feel like are supportive and i trust them completely and uh, like including my (laughs) co-host oh stop it but i also have always ran into this in my life where i just there's always that one girl who's kind of jealous for no reason or really competitive even when i'm not trying to compete at all like for some reason they think i'm overstepping their you know what I mean like oh we can't be two Persian girls into the same thing? Like you need to have your own thing, and that's my thing. And yeah, like, this can't... I
1: have friends
4: who like won't stand next to me at a party because
2: they're like oh it's like competition. And yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. So oh different. my god, wow. this is so Wait, funny. Wait, that's I went an intense to, version. I went to tem- uh, synagogue last weekend alone. Um, just it was for my grandfather's anniversary of his passing. So I, I just whatever. I just ended up going alone, and I that's was there. My. And I met,
4: it means a lot when people go without being
2: forced. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I met this Persian girl there, actually. It was not a Mizrahi temple, though. It was a a Sephardic one. I met this Persian girl there and she was being really nice, but like kind of talking too much during the, um, like during the service, which I don't like, because I'm like, I'm I'm there for a reason. Like we can talk afterwards. I don't know. Yeah. To be that person. But like, I want to listen to the sermon and stuff. But basically afterwards, there was a luncheon being held because there was a bar mitzvah there that day. And she kind of just pretended like she didn't know me afterwards. And she just seemed like she was on the hunt for a man. And Mm -hmm. she just didn't really. And I wanted to socialize after. I was like, oh, I'll I'll go introduce myself. But it wasn't like that at all. So that's kind of disappointing.
4: They'll
2: never say hi to me because I'm talking to a guy. Suddenly, hi, how are
3: you? What are you up to? Who's your friend? I'm like, bro, you're not ignore me like you do the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. That's so thirsty. Like, it's, <laughs> it's wow. So like, I, I personally, like, I'm not so much a part of like the Persian community. Like, yeah, I grew up in it. But, like, majority of my close, close friends, yeah, I have Persian friends, like, I'd say, like, close, but not insanely close for the most part so like i i i'm always surprised when i hear these new things like girls that won't stand next to their friends at a party because it's like competition like every party you go to it's you putting yourself on display for people like i i think i'm very naive in that sense like i remember being invited to um a party it was called like a um like a holiday party it was like hanukkah or something and no it was sukkot they called it a Sukkot party and on the way there I'm with my friend, not a close friend, but a friend who's Persian. And we're in the car and she's like, "Oh, I've never been to a singles party before." And I was like, "Yeah, neither have I. Like, why are you bringing this up? That's so random." And she's like, "Because we're on our way to a singles party right now." And I'm like, "What? No, we're not. This is a Sukkot party." And she's like, "No, you dumbass. It's a singles party." <laughs> and I'm just so naive. I really just thought this was a holiday party. And she's like, "You're so stupid." I'll are not naive you just have more amuna than other
4: girls you think that whatever is supposed to be for you you are gonna get it and no girl or guy or anything is gonna get in the way of you getting what you need to get like the universe has enough for everybody these people come from a place where like there's not enough in the world and you come from a place where whatever you're meant to get you're gonna get it. and no one is gonna stand in the way of that interesting. From a place of strength.
2: yeah that's there's a girl that we're really lucky so far everyone we've been interviewing they reached out to us which is like that's seriously it's, it's corny but it's a dream come true but they one of my friends uh told me to reach out to this um girl she's a she's iranian and she's a writer um so we should interview her on our podcast and i reached out to her and she's gonna be on uh on eventually us, like in a month or so and i didn't realize that she was my age and she like writes for all these different publications and i was like oh that's so cool and then i realized she was my age and then i kind of felt shitty about myself for a second i was like oh like she's done so much and i feel like i haven't really done that much and but then i snapped out of it and i was like why am i thinking that way like that's so cool that she's doing all that stuff and i'm working with her now on this thing that i'm doing like people have different lives you know what i mean like i respect her if anything like i look up to her and i want to be around other women like that who are inspiring like maybe they can rub that energy off of me like you know what i mean i love that what it's so yeah i caught myself in that moment but then i see that other girls they they get angry and like they they don't know know how how to uplift each other like i think that's yeah yeah.
4: like my therapist says like if you use that jealousy as something motivating that's like healthy then it's you can use it in something healthy you don't have to make it something negative like the way you did like yeah
3: it doesn't have, have to have be to destructive in the same place exactly
4: it could just be motivating and pushing yourself out wow she could
3: do it i could do it yeah. too yeah that's i really like that your therapist said that you know cuz jealousy is a natural reaction to things it's not something that we can always control but your therapist is right yeah. the part that you can control is whether you not whether or not you choose to use it as something destructive or use it to, like, motivate yourself to be better. And yeah, like, it
4: would be so easy to just be, like, oh, there's nothing negative, there's no jealousy, there's nothing bad, but that's not real. It's so we false, like that's not human. Like, yeah, we can be, like, it's okay to feel like this as long as I don't use it to make myself feel shitty or, like, punish anyone.
3: Yeah, I really like, like that. Like, you're
4: going to interview her and, like, bring her out into the world. That's, like, much better than if you were selfish and was, like, oh, I'm not going to share her and let her do her own thing. It what, comes from a place of strength, ultimately, like what you end up doing.
2: Yeah, confidence in yourself. Yeah,
3: I definitely agree that a lot of girls who don't know how to be supportive for their friends and don't know how to be happy for their friends are just insecure mm-hmm. and not satisfied with what they're doing in their own lives.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm um, like I'm in dermatology and I work with skin cancer. And uh, when I was starting, this Persian girl was like, why are you applying? You're not going to get into the program. Your grades aren't good enough and she was wow. telling me not to apply and I ended up getting into like a great Ivy League program and she ended up like not getting into school and like what she was telling me was so negative and unnecessary like I didn't even ask her but like my friends who were close to me were like no keep pushing keep going Ugh, really so you have to like, like realize that. like who you have to listen to I always tell people like only listen to the people who say you can do it you can accomplish things
3: of course wow I I just can't believe some girls can be so malicious and like honestly try to mentally mess with someone to sabotage their future because they because they're not happy with themselves. That's just crazy to me. Like I would feel so guilty doing something like that to someone
4: because
3: you're emotionally healthy and normal are we um, are you? <laughs> i don't know I, I think i think the whole start of this podcast was the fact that we're not completely normal <laughs> we wouldn't have much material i otherwise. feel like people wouldn't relate to us if we were so normal
2: <laughs> do you think i haven't i just thought of this and i never thought about it this way but do you think jealousy is more difficult to deal with in friendships or relationships um like what have you struggled with different friends. i'm not jealous like, with have friends
4: with but like your relationship like husband or boyfriend like it's just you two in that it's like it's like a smaller tighter bond and uh, jealousy and power struggles and relationships are always super destructive i would love to like I don't know how I would do this, but, like, can I ask my partner, like, my husband eventually to go to therapy? I think it's so healthy to, like, go every two weeks and just, like, talk about what bothers you.
2: I, I would do that. I think I, I, I love I wonder if I mean, would
4: be open to it in our age group.
2: Actually, the the therapist that I'm seeing was recommended to me by this guy that I was dating. And he's, like, a friend oh, of I mine. And and he, so this cute. is my favorite therapist to date. And it wasn't like he was like you need a therapist, girl. It was just like, it just I I was telling him that I was looking for a therapist, and he's like, oh, you should go to this one my brother went to in the city. It's
4: so hard to find the right one. I went to one who fell asleep on me. I was like, bro, my problem. That easy. are
3: you serious? Oh and my I still god!
4: Ended up
3: paying. Wow.
4: What a bitch. <laughs> That's crazy. No,
2: it's okay.
3: That's so no, it's unprofessional. It's it just, it
2: just becomes a good story. yeah that's funny
3: um going back to jealousy though i feel like in friendship both in friendships and relationships i've seen a lot of guys i personally have a lot of friends that are like very self-motivated and like really go out and get what they want in life in regards to like jobs and um whether it's money or just having a job that fulfills you like emotionally and I actually I have a friend who's very self-motivated and she was making more than a lot of our guy friends and one of our guy friends told her like like no offense but we don't want to all hear about your success all the time. If you can like tone it down because you're making some of us feel bad. And okay. she literally said to him, "If I was a guy, you wouldn't say this to me. It's because I'm a girl that I'm making you feel bad." And he admitted to it. He's like, "Yeah, you're right. But nonetheless, we feel She'll bad." He'd but, still be jealous of his guy friend. No, no, he admitted. Like, he literally said, he's like, yeah. if you were another guy, like, like I wouldn't be as jealous. But the fact that you're oh. a girl, it's, like, bothering us that you're so much more successful yeah. than For us. For some guys, that
2: that's just particularly emasculating.
3: Yeah. and Yeah. It was just Especially really like fucked up. they have a out. very
4: tender ego. Even though their moms, like, build it up their whole lives. Like, they're
3: so sensitive. <laughs> if anything, I think their moms, like tell them they're too good all the time so then anytime they feel not good like they they're like instead of changing themselves to feel better internally they change their surroundings and remove whatever's making them not feel good you know what i mean instead of trying to work internally and be like, I need You're to change so how right. I'm reacting to this thing that's making me not feel yeah. good, and maybe fix myself, they fix their surrounding, and they like remove whatever is making them not feel good. If they're dating a girl that makes them feel emasculated, instead of trying to go internally and be like, why am I feeling this way? They just remove the girl. That's yeah.
4: so, so accurate. Because girls will do the opposite. They will change themselves oh, so much 100%. to be like the perfect girl for that asshole. And the guy will just be like... Oh, I don't like your nose, bye. But... Oh my yeah. god! It's <laughs> like no, not that. Like not that stupid. But they
3: will do. It's you're so true. You're so right. Ooh. It's it's really unfortunate. I see a lot of my friends that are girls change so much about themselves within a relationship, and they admit yeah. to it. And because yeah, a lot of the times for a girl like a relationship is like end all be all. Like I need to like I'm if I'm devoting like, this myself is to my this. Where worth is coming from? Yeah. Y- they, they, like, really devote themselves. And then, on the other hand, a guy, like, will devote himself. But it's it's very different. Like, my friend was telling me mm-hmm. she recently got out of a relationship. And we, we actually want to have her on the podcast eventually. Um, she was saying whenever she had doubts about the relationship, she would voice her doubts. But yeah. her significant other didn't voice his... He had doubts for months and didn't voice them until last minute when he decided to end things. And... Mm-hmm. For her, it felt like betrayal because, like, it's a relationship is a two way thing. It's not a one. It's not about just you. It's about you and your partner. If you have any mm-hmm. doubts about the relationship itself, it needs to be voiced to your partner. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. and that's something he had those skills and he didn't.
3: Yeah, like,
4: and he wasn't willing. It's very challenging.
2: Yeah, it's she was actually she's not Persian, and the guy she was dating was Persian, and. But,
4: Persian guys, they don't when they date non-Persian girls, they're like very, they're, it's very interesting.
2: They're yeah. Just,
4: yeah. Like, sometimes they're so nice to them, sometimes they're so cruel to them, but I think that's just how they are with everyone, maybe.
2: Yeah. there's some
4: great Persian guys. I, I won't
2: hate. Some, no, like, I know, I know. Persian I thank God guys. you said that. I wanted to just quickly clarify. Yeah. I feel like we've maybe said some negative things about Persian guys, but... Obviously, this is not true for everyone. There are some really, yeah. really good people. You know, like, out there. You know what I mean? There's the good really and bad everywhere.
3: It's not like.
2: You know, the
4: shitty ones, it's just funner to talk
2: about them. The of course. Ones we have
3: to get it off our chest. Called, like, <laughs> yeah. We, we need to talk about the shitty experiences. That's what we're trying to, the message we're trying yeah. to send to girls is that like, like it's okay to talk day. about it. Persian
4: guys don't talk about like the lovely nice girls who are just
3: like they didn't have a connection with. They talk about like the terrible girls who wanted like Yeah, my psycho ex-girlfriend. Could I quickly <laughs> yeah. say something? This
2: this is this is like a serious thing that's been going on forever and I remember my parents warned me about this from when I was younger to never piss off a Persian guy in a romantic situation. Because they're going to spread rumors behind your back, even if you didn't do anything together. He's going to go tell his friends, yeah, man, she was a fucking whore, like, all of this stuff. Like, really? And, like, and I And try to like, ruin your reputation. Yeah, and try you to ruin your ego. reputation. And, like, I... I yeah. I feel like a lot of girls like walk on eggshells around certain Persian guys because they're afraid that they'll do that and like I think I probably pissed off a few Persian guys in my in my also time already, I feel like a lot so. of girls
3: are careful about not dating too many Persian guys because you never know if you're gonna want to go for another guy and he happens to be friend with someone you went out with and then it's an issue. Oh my God, I have to go
4: on a date with someone this week and I'm dreading it because I like hooked up with his brother in college like 10 years ago and i'm like i don't want to go out with his brother like, no. oh my god. i can't get out of it and it's so awkward i like I'm, it was so long ago does it count if it's 10 years ago like, oh my god American i love this how did i don't this... Want to go out with the brother it's super awkward
2: <laughs> how did this date come up like who, who initiated this
4: um his aunt was like oh i know the best guy for
2: you and i was like oh wow after i found
3: out their last name i
4: was like oh shit like
3: i'm locked in i have to go we're going to the
4: Waldorf. oh my god. No, my god
3: this is amazing we definitely want to hear back I'm, from you after the date and hear how it goes like, i don't
4: want to go out with you i went i like met out with your brother 10 years ago and like bro i could do better it's
2: like no not oh my god what do you have a type like who do you typically date i'm like what's your what are you into and what are you okay, not like, into all
4: of the guys i've dated have been like just not on purpose the first guy I dated had two TED Talks. The second guy I dated was, like, really, like a, like, a famous video game designer. He has, like, videos all over the world. He does lectures all over the world. The last guy I dated was, like, a really famous surgeon. Like, I we, I was, like, a really late bloomer, so I didn't start dating until later. But so far, the quality has been very high. But it's, like, a problem. I feel like they're... I just get so into,
2: like, how smart they are that I don't realize how douchey they are. Sa- I'm the same exact way. That's a, <laughs> I'm the same exact way. Yeah, I was going to say
3: that sounds a lot my like you. My track record also sounds similar. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you're
4: so smart. Like, I don't realize
3: they are like, narcissists. And then I'm like, oh, shit. This is a... Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's the worst problem to have. I feel like I have, like, an opposite problem. I feel like I go for kind of a lot of the time like Israeli guys are known for not really caring about being book smart and more street smart and business smart Mm -hmm. so I go for a lot of guys that are kind of like not intellectuals and not so cultured but they like know their way around town and like they like know how to like get things done when they're out with you and like are very street smart and that turns me on Mm -hmm. but then they're also narcissists and assholes like (laughs) at the end of the day it's like what's worse
4: challenging i feel like you have to make a really conscious effort to date someone who's gonna be like good to you and nice to you because i'm like lovely in relationships but like i have not been able to find someone who's like lovely also do you And f- i dated a lot in new york and a lot in la like it's very oh really very what do you, do
2: you, yeah like you know. what are some differences <laughs> please share <laughs>
4: Okay, so one thing that people should know is when you date long distance, you have to be very careful because people can hide things a lot better.
3: Mm-hmm. Of course.
4: You know, like one of my friends moving to New York, so she's like, no good guy wants to date long distance and like the guys in New York are just more serious about getting married. Like, I feel like guys in LA are not serious about getting married like, for generally. Maybe a few that are but like, generally, they're not so into it. Um, but I think they're the same. Like I was talking to a guy in New York, like a doctor, super cute, nice family. And like two months late like I was talking to him like every day for like a few weeks and then I didn't hear from him. Two months later he got engaged to this other girl. I'm like, bro, you were talking to me, you're definitely dating her while you're talking to
3: me. Wow, I've heard of this happen a lot recently. A lot of girls telling me that like not just in the Persian community but in general that they were talking to a guy and he randomly ghosts and then they see on social media that he's in a serious relationship. And they're like, you were 100% flirting with me and talking to me and trying to make plans with me while you were getting mm-hmm. to know her. And then you just randomly mm-hmm. decided that you want to stick with her, so you ghosted me.
4: Like, thank God it happens earlier than later. Like, I have a friend right now who's 30, and she's getting divorced. She's married six months. Oh, and wow. And they think a long time. And, like, she's, like, totally cute and lovely and wonderful, and it's just fucked up. And then I see people who, like, because every day, like, I see a million people, so I get a lot of perspective. Like, I have this other patient who's a radiologist, and she's gorgeous, and she's getting divorced after 20 years, and she's, like, so happy. She's like, after 20 years, I get to be happy. Like, I don't know, worse. Like, it's, like, good, like, the guys are shitty in the beginning, so you get to see and be like, okay, thank you, next
2: yeah yeah and if they hide it drop the courting stage (laughs) don't yeah Yeah. just be real
3: that's really something I fear though about a lot of people who get married so young it's this idea that like you miss out on your younger years and then god forbid if you do get divorced like in your 30s you kind of missed out on something a lot of other people got to experience and then you're starting all over again and it's like this disconnect
4: if your parents are, like, healthy and normal, it's, it's really good to have your parents involved, like, or, like a, like, a therapist, like, just to tell them, to like, things to bounce off of them. Because something might be, like, weird for you, but you need someone to be, like, oh, that's, like, normal or that's not normal. This is a red flag. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty private, but, like, there's some things, like, I had to tell my parents or I would have to tell my therapist just to be, like, is this normal? Because I don't know, like, every family is different.
3: I feel like that's one of the hardest things about the Persian communities that a lot of girls want to be I able know. to ask their own friends: Have you gone through this? Is this normal? Have you experienced what I've like what I've experienced? And a lot of girls hide it from their friends and don't admit to their friends yeah. that yeah, I went through the same thing, and it's normal that's or so it's not true. normal. And like, I'm I feel so lucky that I have my friends that I nothing is ever TMI with them. I tell them everything and they tell me everything and it's no judgment. And we get to like bounce ideas off each other and ask each other if something's normal, not normal. And like, I'm so lucky to have that. I can't imagine girls that are going through the same thing and both of them won't share v- with each other because they're both like afraid of judgment and afraid the other person's going to lie and say they're not going through it. And it's just like, I don't know, it's so much secrecy.
2: Yeah. How can anyone yeah. ever improve if if that's what you're doing? I have a lot of friends I used to be
4: very, very open with and then I realized they had so much going on and they wouldn't tell me so then I became more secretive because I was like, okay, like, they're going to be secretive and this is how our relationship has to be and it, like, it was very challenging, honestly, because I love to be, like, open and no boundaries and, like, chill with my friends.
3: Yeah, and that has to be a two-way way to street. That, with, yeah. that has to be a two-way street, though. You can't just be the only one. So I understand where you're coming from that you felt the need to stop.
2: I feel, like, one-sided.
3: I, that's really sucky.
2: I want to go.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I kind of sure. want to go back to the topic of dating doctors. Would you say there's any? We've got a submission from some of our listeners about we
3: ha- we have a great a great quote yeah. from a doctor that, um, another listener shared with us that she would really like us to share, um, and maybe you can say if you can relate to this or not. Uh, one girl went out with a doctor who told her, "I can't hold hands with you because my hands are insured."
4: I got physically ill
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so i'm assuming from your reaction that means your ex that was a doctor did not act the same way he was not that like full of himself
4: look i don't like to say ex because i feel like it shows ownership and like i don't own him he doesn't own me we like i've moved on however like like that's that's like a little bit like narcissistic and like not mentally healthy but i think Some doctors, not all but some, have, like, this thing where they have, like, a God complex and they don't recognize it, and, like, I don't know, I was going out with this, like, awesome surgeon who was, like, so funny and smart and, like, obsessed with me and tried so hard to impress me, to impress my parents, and then suddenly, like, he started to, like, Ask for money and say, "Okay, like you know, other girls in like other girls, they would pay for the wedding, they pay for the house, they pay a million dollars. Other girls want to pay a million dollars to marry me." and cool.
3: Like my jaw is dropping right now. I can't believe what I'm hearing.
2: I that's I, like, such a turtle. and I'm It, it broke shock. us in
4: half. Oh. I was like, "You just held my hands and told told me how much you love me, how." And then I realized, like, you know, for other people, like, money is a really big deal. And, like, I I grew up, like, you work hard, and money is lovely, but it's not, like, the biggest deal in the world. But, like, mm-hmm. thank God you showed me that early and not after, like, like, not, like, right before the wedding or not after the kutuba. Like
3: I love that God you say you thank God for that. that. I love that you realize the good part in that, yeah, that, like, you found out beforehand. Like, <laughs> like I love that you see the positive in it.
4: Intellectually, I feel fantastic. Emotionally, like, it was still really hard. I still really loved him. And he was, like, so funny and cute and lovely. And I felt like for the first time, like, I really had a wonderful connection with someone. But thank God he showed me that his values were so different than mine. And uh, thank God, yeah. I'm not like my friend who has to, like, she paid so much for the wedding and they still got divorced.
2: Wow. I feel like that.
4: Like, i see these other girls like their husbands are literally like stuffing girls on the side and they're just happy to have their big ring and their half mm-hmm. and their kids and it's yeah, like i know that um,
3: too yeah like yeah, i act so it. shocked but i feel like i shouldn't because it is no, sadly is no pretty standard. common yeah. but i'm per- i really do feel like i'm too naive for this world like i'm no i mean i recently found out that a lot of Persian.
2: I
4: way older new <laughs> I really didn't know I thought it was like an old school thing that happened I have another friend who also like she's a pharmacist the guy was like 10 years older super high and family really wealthy and he's like I want to propose to you but first your dad has to put 100k in a bank account and then I'll propose to you and she was like what, what do you mean like my... it was like very funny because I was thinking this guy's a fucking asshole loser no one else is going to marry him except this girl and he's like doing this to her and, like, he's still single, like, three years
2: later. I really respect like you for, because you said that there were still so many qualities you liked about your ex, your the guy you previously dated, <laughs> that you liked about him, and you were able to be strong enough to walk out of it, because a lot of girls, they're just willing to put up with it, because they just, they're too blinded by those other qualities well, the that emotions. they just, they can't, yeah, that they sure. can't. You know, so, I think
4: it's really important to, like, work on yourself. Like, I, I'm i not religious, but I went to seminary. I, like, worked a lot on myself. I read a lot. I think, like, I traveled all over the world. I've lived in, like, a million different countries. I think it's so important to invest in yourself. So when someone
3: else, like... <laughs> Wait, sorry. We're you know, we're laughing. Yeah. We're We're looking at each other and laughing right now because when you said you've been to a lot of countries, I'm so sorry to interrupt. We do want to hear the rest. But we had another yeah. listener tell us that she traveled a lot and her parents warned her not to travel a lot because of what people would think and she had a Persian guy approach her at a party and word for word say to her oh you travel a lot that must mean you fuck a lot
2: you he didn't say he said so <laughs> I want to do an impression okay for do an impression please so <laughs> you travel a lot must mean you bang a lot
3: oh my god Persian guys love saying it, have bangs. you because if you I travel a lot have oh, you ever had like someone Italy. say that
4: had guys be like oh wait you lived like in England you lived in Italy like they think automatically like you
2: screwed your way across the Malfi coast like no it's in your way like I screwed
3: your way across the Malfi coast
2: it was like no I was looking at a fabulous <laughs> art and eating great cheese <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, calm down. Know, people see the world the way they are so if they're
4: really bloody or if they're very like like, Dull. Warm, Dull. Uh, like I definitely I, agree with that yeah, like I, I have not done anything abroad that I would be embarrassed to tell my parents. There's nothing I've done that I wouldn't be able to say, mom and dad, I did this. Like,
2: yeah.
4: like I've lived all over the world and I've done whatever I wanted, honestly. But like, I love a lot the things I of... didn't
2: do. I love the kind of people we're attracting to this podcast. Like, I know. <laughs> I just, I, really I just like, want to say to you, to the coolest Persian, yeah, ever. Like I
3: just want to say to you, and also to our other listeners, I was honestly worried that when we first started this, like, we would attract like a boring, basic type of like <laughs> no offense group of listeners, <laughs> no. and oh that's god, so not that what I happened, guys. I, you, I love that you guys talked about like basic profile on Hinge. I'm oh. dying.
4: <laughs> oh my god, All I'm happy you like, liked really my rants. <laughs> I know the best places for sushi. I'm like, girls, you're so beige. You think I need <laughs> you I to tell that. me where to eat sushi?
3: About, Stick up your like, ass. What? Yes. Oh my God.
4: Like, guys, like there's whole, whole stereotypes
3: about girls who are beige and wear that belly nail polish. Yes. Basic. These guys are all so basic and boring. Yes,
4: preach. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> like, a lawyer who knows the most restaurant who loves Larry David.
3: Like, four ago on the show, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. You're cracking me up. I actually want to mention something really funny. Um, talking about dating apps. So, yesterday, my friend told me about this new dating app that I think is so insane. Um, I think it's called Bounce. And basically, if you, like, click that you like someone and they click you like, they like you back... The dating app sets up a time and place for you guys to meet for your first date. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I supposed to trust this dating app? Like, can you imagine? Like, they set up like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday at McDonald's for like your first (laughs) date. Like, how the fuck does this, like, how do I know this dating app has good taste? Like, I think it's so insane. I want to try it and get back to our listeners and just tell them what kind of options this dating app gives me. Like, I think this is crazy. <laughs> I think I'll try it. I'm,
4: I'm does
3: laughing. the guy pay or does it make you split it? I don't know. This is, oh like, this is Can you imagine? It, it? Like, there's options for that, and sometimes the dating app chooses for you. Like, this is crazy. That's
4: so funny.
3: I just think that's insane. Like, how does this dating app know if I have a job? Like... How does it know, like, what time to set up a date? Like, I think that's insane.
2: I want to use it. I feel like I haven't really had any – I haven't really dated recently since no. the last things I talked about in the earlier episodes.
3: I feel like I've definitely – something I do is when I'm unhappy a lot of the time, I like to distract myself. I'm not the type that, like, sits at home and overthinks. I more, like, go out more and distract. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been going on a lot of dates, trying to get over someone recently. Um, it's been exciting. It's it's <laughs> it's nice. always interesting being single. Dating nice. um,
4: in New York is something else, for sure. It really like, is. I don't know why. It's different.
2: Yeah, I went from being in a relationship in L.A. and then basically from when I became like a... Attractive adult, like I was in a relationship, <laughs> and then finally, this is the first time ever as an adult I'm single, and then I'm also in New York, so it's really interesting. I always just thought that I still do think I'm unapproachable to a certain extent, but I have been getting approached, and it's just so weird to feel like other people are interested in me or attracted to me. I don't know how to explain it. My ex kind of tried to make me feel like I didn't warrant any other man's attention and that I maybe wasn't that interesting because he was actually very jealous of me. Um, So he tried to put me down? Yeah, he was very competitive with me, which was very strange, especially considering the fact that he was older and he was actually very successful. But there was just something about me that I guess triggered him or emasculated him that he was constantly trying to put me down and didn't want you know me to make other people laugh
0: <laughs> I actually it's so
4: good you got out of that and he probably learned that from his parents his parents probably also have a really unhealthy relationship and he's just like recreating that with like the hottest girl around him so just yeah.
2: definitely don't take it personally also like what's anything. up with guys like, like we were talking about this earlier this morning it's like when girls meet a really nice guy and then they start dating a really nice guy who's like attractive and smart and successful and like whatever I, uh, checks off everything on the list they're like oh wow thank god i got this like you know what i mean like i'm so happy like, the it's goal such is a, to keep him yeah, to keep him and then with a guy when he gets a girl who's like let's say super you know hot a whatever, little bit out of his league possibly. out of his league he's like oh now i can do better this means i can do better
3: yeah they, they always see it as like a threshold like oh i reach this okay that means i can go higher now they're never like it's almost like this idea of no satisfaction that's what my ex did with me I I just think that's so sad like I I have multiple friends that kind of I don't want to be rude to the guy even though the guy himself is rude but like dated a guy that was a little bit lower than them but the girl liked him anyway and then when he got her he's like wow like she's kind of out of my league that means I could get an even higher girl out of my league like Mm -hmm. how is that your automatic thought process when you're dating someone
4: Mm-hmm. it's like their families are unhealthy like you find someone amazing I would think you would think like you want to make the best life with that person and move forward and some people just think of it like a game like how can I get someone like richer and younger and better and blah 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 like that's yes. not how you make a life
3: definitely the some younger part yeah.
2: happy, I'm honestly so, so sick crazy. of the and fetishization of age in like, the Persian
3: community it's, I don't know it's, what your really stance is on, really on that. That. it's almost like oh my god
4: the guy went out with all he would talk about was his ex-girlfriends and how like wealthy they were and how young they were. And I was just like, I didn't know. I just felt like, is he trying to share with me? And even when I told him, this is really weird, I don't want to know. He's like, I'm just trying to share with you my experience. Like, no, fuck you. I don't want to hear this shit. That's weird. This is not normal to share.
3: That's not. Yeah. I have a slightly off-topic question. I just want to know both, yes. uh, how both of you feel. And maybe some of our listeners can... DM us and let us know how they feel but do you guys as Persian girls that grew up I think we really know how to dance do you feel like we're <laughs> at an advantage compared to maybe like Ashkenazi girls because personally like last night uh, we were out with another friend and we were dancing and this guy came up to me like towards the end of the night and mostly what he says like sounded like bullshit but like i kind of thought about it because i've heard this before he was like you really know how to move and i've been watching you for a while and i like got the courage to like come up to you probably like mostly bs but i i do think there's some truth to that so that like we do know how to move do you guys feel like in that sense we're at an advantage One hundred from the time we're kids
4: like we learn like we have to make an effort and white girls do not learn to make an effort like I see these white girls with full blonde mustaches I'm like bitch you look like the Lorax I can see that mustache <laughs> oh you can't see God. it doesn't mean it's not there if so I have to thread and wax the laser my whole body same it's like, take care of that mustache. yeah it's
3: like,
4: with dancing like Persian girls like me put effort like yeah I took belly dancing song, classes since
3: efforts. the age of eight
4: <laughs> yes since you were like a child yeah white girls, I just
2: followed like, whatever no my effort. mom did. yeah I really don't like a Ugh the our you most recent like our <laughs> most recent review was some a guy i assume who said that we were really racist and we discriminated against a lot of people and our whatever anyways but i i don't
4: agree with that like my parents are so not racist like and they <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't believe that. We're like, just being
2: so playful. I mean. Like, we're. If, and, on, if, and on the same token, then, then we're also being racist against Persians ourselves. You know what I mean? If, like, if I really was discriminating against Ashkenazis, then I guess I'm really. We would only shit on
3: Ashkenazis, but like, we're admitting that I, every oh culture God, has its flaws. But, like, my dad
4: says, my dad says he's like, when you're used to up, it's very
3: hard to have in Like, my guys are so great, funny. But, like- <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so, that's so funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was I going to say?
3: Shit. I don't know. I was talking about <laughs> the whole like advantage dis- disadvantage thing. Oh,
2: okay. Well, I was I was gonna say the whole because I was gonna say something against not against but something like mean about Ashkenazi weddings, but the way they dance at their parties, like they don't
3: at you know they do the thing yeah. where they. Yeah the horror yeah the horror
2: i, yeah, like the horror. I it's just it's just it's try at least try do something like
3: listen i have to say that multiple ashkenazi people have told me like wow like when i came to a Sfarty wedding it ruined all weddings for me <gasps> because it was so fun and so alive they were like you made our weddings look like funerals like there's some truth to it like i'm sorry like People can DM us and disagree yeah. if they want. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I know so many Ashkenazis, they're like, yeah. oh my God, I'm a Sephardi at heart. I love Sephardi food. I love Sephardi like It's just like a hotter so culture. Many
4: people, so many people hate on Persians, but then they're dying to marry Persians.
3: Oh, and yeah.
4: they still oh, talk yeah. shit about Persians. They still talk shit about Persians, but they're still like dying to marry and talk. It's very interesting. <laughs>
3: Definitely is interesting. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Well do I mean your name?
2: We're, like, hard, but we're awesome. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, Penelope Cruz from Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, my God. <laughs> Problem. No, I'm kidding. We're not that bad. We're not that bad. But I actually do have a complaint about, like, Persian weddings and engagement parties and bar mitzvahs. I feel like I do like how it's more lively, but recently there isn't really much time to sit down and eat anymore. Like, most of it is just hors d'oeuvres and then there's blasting music and you're forced to stand and eat and have blasting music the whole time you eat and no one can even socialize. Like, I don't want to do that. I I, like for whenever I have a wedding, like I want there to be like a specific time. Everyone is going to sit down and there's going to be quiet music and people can socialize. You can have a three course meal. And then there's like the designated, hours for dancing. I think it should be separate where now it's just these parties have become raves and it's so scary. It's like, they're like, oh I don't know if you if you know that expression like oh It's like you never went to EDC, like we never got to go to a rave. Like don't make your wedding a rave. There's a time and place for everything. Like you can't invite your like 90 year old relatives and like have EDC at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Like this is out of control. Yeah,
4: the grandparents are
2: there with their hearing aid, like, iPhone, get a son. like Yeah, Samsung <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah just psa everyone like take it down a notch it could still be fun just like lower the music (laughs) for the eating parts like
3: (laughs) actually a lot of um it's funny you say that because at israeli weddings it's very typical like in israel not american israeli weddings it's very typical to just have like the normal wedding part like the whole time and like the last hour or two from like 12 p.m. or 1 a.m. until 2 a.m., 3 a.m. is, like, the rave party time with all the, like, new music, like, the clubby music for just the young people. And Like, most of the old people have left by then. And it's just, like, shots, 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 dancing, dancing, like, strobe lights. And, like, they save that for, like, the last part so all the friends and the, like, young family members can enjoy that part but then, like, still have, like, the actual, like, ceremony, wedding formality in the beginning, which I feel like is what I would want. I like that. I need an exciting guy who wants the same. What
2: what would you do? I like, would know a guy
4: from Wyoming. I wonder if he'd be down
2: for
3: that. Let me
4: start getting a white guy. Fucking Wyoming. Like really white. That's really
3: wow, white. Well, that's or that's, that's that. hardcore white. That's like
4: I was super I'm super open minded.
2: I
3: love <laughs> that.
4: Keep your keep your mind open and your are like closed. Yes.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <gasps> I like um. I wonder if you'd be down for like a Persian wedding.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I it might be like my big fat Greek wedding where the in-laws are like just in complete shock the entire time. But they slowly like <laughs> open up to the idea of it. I, I seriously feel like my life would be like my big fat Greek wedding. I I went out with a vegetarian guy a while back. I've never been in a relationship, but like I went on a few dates with him. And I just thought to myself, like, bringing a vegetarian guy home, I feel like, you know, my big fat Greek wedding when he says I'm vegetarian. He not
4: eat no lamb. Yeah, no, and,
3: no and the aunt was yeah, like, it's okay, I make lamb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like that would be my grandparents' my parents' reaction. Like, it's okay, I'll make chicken. Like, they just wouldn't get it. <laughs> they would not understand. And even if they understood, they would just pretend like they don't and try to get him to not be a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> it would no, be difficult.
4: They- they went through so much in their own time. I feel like when you have that perspective of, like, what your family's been through, you're much easier on them. Like, my, like I, I did a class that was, like, about, like, Persian Jewish studies. And really, like, when you see the fucked up shit, like, our family's had to go through, you make a lot of passes for their, like... Their problems and their ticks and their like little things. You're like, oh, I get it. Like when you grew up, like if someone gave you change, they wouldn't put it in your hand because they thought you were impure. They would put it on the table. Like they come from a different world.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like my grandmother, she won't pass me a knife because she says it causes <laughs> fights. She puts the knife on the table and then I have to pick it up.
4: Wow. Well, yeah like when you like when the family Israel, the like they saw like what life was really about and they got such a different perspective that i'm sure like your family has but like a lot of families don't
3: yeah mm-hmm, that's true it's definitely mm-hmm. true it
4: makes us go easier on our parents
2: yeah i think Speaking sometimes we parents, forget we're starting a new segment
3: <laughs> on oh our yes so (laughs) i i came up with this segment (laughs) because of um my own father so this new segment um that we're adding (laughs) to the podcast is shit my persian dad says or shit my persian baba says um so (laughs) i'm gonna be the first to add to the segment last shabbat we didn't have any wine left for kiddush uh, which is like the blessing on the wine for anyone who's listening who doesn't know my mom asked my father, like, go buy a bottle of wine, and he's on his way home from work. And I call him. I'm like, "Are you almost home for dinner? We're all waiting for you." He's like, "Yeah, but do me a favor." I'm like, "What? Like, what do you need me to do right now?" He's like, "Go to the fridge, get some grapes, and squeeze them for juice." And I'm, I'm like, "Why?" And at the time, I didn't know my mom asked him to go get wine. I'm like, "Why do you need grape juice? Like, why do you need me to squeeze grapes?" He's like, "For for the kiddush, for the wine, for the blessing." And I tell my mom this and my grandma's also sitting there and I hang up the phone and we're all just hysterically laughing like he's from a different planet. I can't, like, I couldn't believe he just asked me that like he like was too lazy to go buy wine and he's like, go squeeze some grapes." And there's just he's just a character on his own. And I feel like Persian Baba is like there's no comparison to them. And I feel like they just have all these like little anecdotes that they put in throughout the day that crack me up. Like they're frustrating, told, but they're funny. I told my
4: daddy, I'm "Like fries before
3: guys," and he's like, "That's got all Wait,
2: he said what?
4: I was at a party and we we're just like eating fries and like fries before guys, and he goes, "That's got all Like,
2: oh shit! Oh, <laughs> Oh my god!
4: <laughs> I didn't hear. Oh my
2: that's god! Amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> These times I are fucked. have when you've always had bad up i love that yeah you kind of did you, you did throw in a lot of your dad's quotes yeah in this podcast <laughs> yeah anyone who's listening please if even if you don't want to feature on the podcast dm us yeah some, you can be anonymous dm us some persian dad quotes that you think
3: will really appreciate awesome. it we love to feature them for our next shit my persian baba says
2: yeah yeah
3: well, thank you for coming on tonight. Yeah, thank you for joining us. This was so fun. Like, I love speaking to you. Thank you for having
4: me. Everybody, wear your SPF. I have a question. Why was why is it when New York people go on vacation they want to get so burned their skin like peels off?
3: It's so crazy, it, like,
4: crazy. Oh, ah. I, wear,
3: I wear sunscreen every day. Um, I'm I'm gonna admit I like to always admit to my flaws because I have so many and I just feel that <laughs> like I never want to pretend like I don't have them. I. Only use tanning oil, even though I don't even need it because I tan so easily. I can wear a whole (laughs) bucket of sunscreen and still get insanely dark. But yeah, I'm not so good at that. But I will take your advice now that you've been on the podcast. I will. (laughs) Oh yeah, wear my SPF. No, definitely on the face because yeah, the the face. I promise from (laughs) now on. (laughs) My favorite is La Roche Posay. Oh
4: yes.
3: I I
2: realized. Yeah, I just—I feel so honored to be on you. I'm gonna blow up. I
4: feel so honored to be
2: on the first podcast that's in a recording studio. Like, I know (laughs) you broke this. You popped our recording studio virginity. (laughs) (laughs) I hope
4: I was gentle. I hope you enjoyed
3: the experience. You were very gentle. We appreciate it. (laughs) 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 Yodish
4: bechir. Yodish.
3: Love this girl. Oh my god. we love you keep listening and don't forget
2: to share yeah share <laughs> subscribe
3: rate all of that yeah. all that good stuff you guys are adorable and good, good luck, luck with your so date so this week yeah good luck with your date uh, so exciting oh my God. Tell me. <laughs> oh
4: my God. i'm gonna i'm gonna make it out with him to be like that wasn't like
2: your brother <laughs> oh, oh, please oh, no <laughs> that's horrible
3: I fucking love you. Oh my god. I'm not
2: gonna do that. the gross.
3: Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so Such a nice. good ending. Please oh my god. Us on yes. Really? Please DM us. Update us on this date. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, good luck, uh, my love. love. Thank you And thank you to all of you who are listening. Honestly, like this podcast, like in a sense we did it for us in the beginning but really this is our salvation yeah but the fact that people are listening and DMing us and reaching out and giving their input whether negative or positive it helps us make the podcast better and we're so grateful for that so please keep DMing us keep subscribing to us Um, we're just so excited to move forward with this and we hope that you like the sound quality this time yeah yeah (laughs) I need to stop. I'm getting really excited. Yeah, about we, this. we really do this whole vocal fry thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a Britney bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we get it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay peace out. Bye guys.
0: As things change.